Sarah Chair from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about newborn issues and hold discussions on the fixed income market. Previously, we caught up with Lim Jintie, Associate Director at Azalea Investment Management, to share more with us about their unique private equity bond structure. They were the first in Singapore to make it available for retail investors back in 2018 with their Astra 4. And we're very pleased to hear that the latest series, Astra 6, has just been launched. In this episode, we have invited Mr. Chu En Yao, Managing Director and Head of Private Equity Funds at Azalea Investment Management, to talk about Astra 6. Thanks for joining us today, En Yao. Thank you, Sarah, for inviting me to this podcast series. Before we start, uh, can you tell us more about yourself and what you do in Azalea? Sure. A short introduction about myself. I head up the investment team at Azalea. Together with Margaret, we launched four series of Astria, starting with Astria 3 back in 2016. And before joining Azalea, I was with the private equity funds team in Tamasic. And I have been in the private equity industry since uh, 2001. So to start with, this is exciting news for the retail bond community in Singapore. Um, the, the truth is, um, there are really only about, uh, I believe, seven retail bonds um, that are traded on the SGX. And in all honesty, that's, that's just a tiny fraction compared to the world of fixed income. Sarah, I fully agree with your observation and, and Azalea is hoping to provide retail investors with more options through our Astra PE bonds. That's great to hear. In our previous episode, we actually covered most of what Azalea does, um, how the PE bond structure works, and we made it very clear as well, the difference between these PE structured bonds and investing in the equity or PE itself, which I think some investors may tend to get a bit confused about. Um, but let's delve into the issue itself. For this Astra 6 issue, there are three tranches. A1, which retail investors can participate in, uh, that offers a coupon of 3%. And A2 and B, which were offered only to accredited and institutional investors. So these offer coupons of uh, 3.25% and 4.35% respectively. The subscription for these two have closed though, but you can find them on the secondary market once they start trading. For the Class A1 tranche, a total of 250 million Sing dollars is made available to retail through the public offer. And this is almost 40% higher than the previous Astra 5. So while this is definitely good news for retail investors, and yet why the big increase for the retail offering? Sarah, I'm glad you asked this question. In our previous transaction, we received very strong interest from retail investors in our public offering. And in our regular investors' engagement, we always receive feedback on whether more retail bonds can be made uh, available. So with a larger transaction size this time, we are able to increase the allocation to retail investors while making sure you know, the bonds remain well collateralized. We also make sure there is enough participation from the institutional investors to set a market clearing interest rate for the benefit of retail investors. Well, it's lovely to hear that the dreams and wishes of these retail investors have come true. Um, right, the, the interest rate of the A1 bonds is 3% per annum, payable every six months. Like the previous transaction, there is a mandatory call at the end of year five if um, well, there are adequate reserves and other conditions um, have been satisfied. Is there anything else about the bonds that you would like to highlight to our listeners, Anya? 
Um, other than the features that you mentioned, I think there is a regular reserves where the structure sets aside cash every six months to fund the principal repayment at the end of year five. Uh, there, in the event that we can't redeem the bonds at the end of year five, there is also a one-time 1% step up in interest rate for the class A1 bonds to 4%. Astra 6 also has a dedicated credit facility to fund interest payments, capital calls, you know, and other expenses if there is a cash flow, uh, cash flow shortfall. And other than these you know, structural safeguards, there is also strong alignment of interest. Azalea holds the entire equity interest in the Astra 6 portfolio. So it is in our interest to make sure you know, the portfolio delivers as we rank behind the bondholders. I'm sure that's very comforting for a lot of bondholders to hear. Turning to the Astra 6 portfolio, um, has there been a shift in terms of the investment strategy of the underlying PE funds or say the, the industries or companies that they invest in? We like the buyout and growth you know, equity funds and these PE strategies have demonstrated a long and strong track record over the longer term, including over the last global financial crisis in 2009. So when we are constructing the Astra 6 portfolio, we pick funds that are managed by reputable fund managers with strong track record. Mm -hmm. The Astra 6 uh, portfolio comprises 35 buyout and growth equity funds with more than 800 underlying companies. And this portfolio is diversified across funds, managers, vintages, and regions. And this helps mitigate you know, downside risk. Right. Are there any overlaps in the fund investments um, in the transaction portfolio when it comes to you know, Astra 6 versus 5 and 4? Uh, it is important to remember that the Astra 6 portfolio is highly diversified with more than 800 underlying you know, investing companies across different sectors, geographies, and, and the largest company comprises less than 3% of the portfolio net. There is actually no concentration risk even though there is some overlaps in the fund investments. Based on our comparisons, if you don't mind me just uh, jumping in here for a bit, um, based on our comparisons that we've done internally, we see that there's an overlap of funds between Astra 5 and 6 of around 80-ish percent. Um, should investors in Astra 5 and 6 be concerned about this? I think each Astra transaction is independent of each other. So cash flows from... Uh, one Astra can only be used to repay interest and principal of that Astra program. And each Astra you know, benefit from their own set of structural safeguards. We also note that you know, prior you know, Astra class A1 bonds, uh, so Astra 5 class A1 bonds, are already partially defeased by reserves. You know, accumulated as of December 20, the reserves is around 33% of the class A bonds for Astra 5. And you know around sixty five percent of Class A bonds for Astra Four. Of course, the overlap in Astra Four is is not as much. I see. Well, when it comes to private equity, a common term that is used is vintage, and you mentioned that just now as well. Um, most of us, I would think, have probably heard about it in relation to wine. <laughs> um, but could you share more about what this means for private equity and how it affects the fund? So, so vintage refers to the year which a fund starts investing. And the Astra 6 portfolio you know, spans across several vintages from 2012 to 2016. Mm -hmm. The spread of vintages around young and older funds uh, is necessary 
because the older funds are typically more cash generative in the nearer term, while the younger funds provide upside potential to deliver cash flow in the longer term, thus helping to make sure we have a consistent stream of cash flows to fulfill the bond obligations. Well, one other thing that we talk about quite frequently when it comes to the Astro bonds is this cash flow waterfall structure. And well, as with all bonds, it's very important to understand the cash flow priority because as an investor, you want to make sure that you can get your money back. <laughs> so Anya, can you tell us more about this for Astro 6? Absolutely. I think each Astro portfolio is uh, ring fence and unique. So in other words, I mentioned earlier, cash flows from the Astro 6 portfolio can only be used to fulfill the bond obligations of Astra 6. This is just like how cash flows from 5 or 4 can't be used to fulfill 6, right? Yep, that's right. So the cash flow priority or the term waterfall implies you know, flows from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. So in other words, there is a certain priority on how cash can be used in the structure and must follow a predefined sequence. Let me give you a simple you know, illustration. The PE funds in the Astra 6 portfolio have invested in over 800 companies at launch. When some of these companies are sold, the cash from the sale will be distributed back to the issuer. The cash you know, can be used to pay for cap calls at any point in time, but at the end of every six months, any remaining cash can only be distributed according to the priority of payment or what we call the waterfall earlier. And in a nutshell, the waterfall ensures you know, the disciplined usage of cash from the transaction to pay for expenses, interest, and principal repayments, and not for any other use uh, before the sponsor can receive the remaining cash as equity owner. Mm -hmm. But if you are really interested in you know, this waterfall, we are. We are. <laughs> you should refer to the prospectus that's available on the Astra 6 website. All right. And now, to be very honest, right, we were a little sad when your team didn't issue Astra 6 last year. Um, some of us were thinking that, you know, since um, 5 and 4 were issued in uh, 2018, 2019, then, you know, the momentum would then continue on for 2020. Um, so, in that case, why have you guys decided to do Astra 6 this year? Does it have something to do with the low interest rate environment as well? Well, Sarah, you know, our intention is always to issue a regular, you know, Astra every 12 to 18 months. And this is obviously subject to, you know, conducive market conditions. And, and you know, 2020 is a very unique year. Yes, yes, it was indeed. Well, okay, that, that's a very fair answer. Um, Anya, all investments, they come with risks, right? We can't deny that. So can you share with us what are the biggest risks that investors should really take note of? I can highlight three key risks for investing in the Astra 6 PE bonds. Uh, first, there is the investment risk for Astra 6. You know, the nature of PE fund investments is that the amount and timing of cash flows can be uncertain. Mm -hmm. And there are also limited disclosure with regard to the underlying investee companies. The second risk is the market risk. Meaning that you know, if you have you know, adverse economic or market conditions, that could result in falling you know, PE asset valuations or a reduction in deal activities. And these may lead to lower distributions from the fund investments. As you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is still ongoing. There are still 
continued uncertainty around its impact on the global economy, which may have an adverse impact on the valuation and the cash flows from the fund investments. And finally, there is leverage risk. The portfolio PE funds are likely to use debt to fund its investments. And the use of leverage you know, may you know, expose these investing companies to you know, adverse financial or economic conditions. And if the interest rate rises, they may not be able to finance their own operational or capital needs. Well, all right. So to reiterate, there are 250 million Sing dollars of Class A1 bonds available for retail investors. These Class A1 bonds, they have a scheduled call date of five years and a coupon rate of 3% payable semi-annually. So this public offer for Astra 6 will close on the 16th of March at 12 noon. Guys, if you're keen on subscribing, you can do so through the local DBS, POSB, UOB ATMs, their websites, or the mobile banking apps. Trading for the Astra 6 bonds will start on the 19th of March, and you can do so through the IFAS Global Markets or FSM1 platforms. Thank you again, Anyal, for joining us today, for breaking down PE bonds for us, and for sharing more about your latest bond issue with our listeners. Sarah, thank you for having me. At Azalea, we are very focused on investor education, and I hope this podcast can help to address the questions your listeners may have. So if anyone has any more questions, you can find more details on the Azalea website. This episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia, and our guest speaker with us today is Mr. Chu En Yao, Managing Director and Head of Private Equity Funds with Azalea Investment Management. Check out our previous episode with Azalea on understanding the Astra bonds. To find more information or read credit reports about the previous and latest Astra issues, hop onto our website at bondsupermart.com. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook, and Telegram to get first-hand updates on new bond issues, credit updates, and special events. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you.